and I could very clearly feel like someone had sat down on the bed next to me. My one sister, Teresa, come literally floating down the stairs. She never touched those stairs coming down. One night we went downstairs, we heard a bang like something had fallen. Several doors in the kitchen cabinets were open, like wide open. But there's very distinct audio on one of the uh, videos that says, open the door. It's a very nasty, demonic sounding voice. So that is my ghost story. Hi, and welcome to Haunted AF, the podcast of real ghost stories told by real people. We are your hosts. I'm Julie Fisk. Oh, and I'm Rebecca Black. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, sorry about that. That's okay. All right, we're currently taking a break right now, but we will be back on January 9th, but we'll keep sharing your ghost stories in the meantime. Send those to hauntedafpodcast at gmail.com. Please send us a voice memo. We love voice memos. We want to hear your voices, especially if you have an accent. Yes. Don't forget to hit our website, hauntedaf.com. Pick up your Haunted AF gear. We've also got t-shirts, sweatshirts, and those gorgeous protection necklaces, which is our collaboration with Bentaglio Jewelry. They are amazing. We love ours. We love Dean. Anything you purchase is going to help us keep going. Please. Help us keep telling (laughs) ghost stories. We need your help. So get online right now, hauntedaf.com. Hey everyone, it's Danny from the Queen of Halloween. So I just wanted to share with you uh, one of my scarier ghost stories. This one comes from an apartment I lived in in Queens in New York. Many years ago, it was one of the first apartments I moved into. So upon moving into it, you could see right away that it was really old. It was very outdated. It had this 1970s kind of vibe going on, like shaggy carpet and the terrible wood paneling on the walls um but being young and being you know it was one of my first apartments who cares right i'm on my own so everything was going well for the first couple of weeks and then at night really weird things started happening so um One of the first things that was happening was we had these accordion wooden doors and they would open on their own. And if you know the type of doors that I'm talking about, they're like wood and they, if you close them, it's like very big, it goes straight across and you kind of have to pull the handle and they open like an accordion. Um, So pretty hard to open on their own. It's not like the kind of thing where wind would blow the door and it would open. So that would happen all the time. Then we started smelling cigar smoke throughout the house at random points during the day we would just be walking and we would start to smell like someone was smoking a cigar which was really really weird also at night we would hear scratching coming from behind the dressers it wasn't like the scratching of like maybe a mouse or a little critter or something it was like a very low long scratch back and forth back and forth And it would freak me out, wake up, pull out the dresser, nothing would be there. So this kept happening. I kept getting a little freaked out, but you know, life goes on, the sun comes up, you just wake up and forget about it, right? But one night, it kind of came to a head where I was sleeping and I was laying on my stomach with, you know, my arms under the pillow and I felt something drag across my back really fast and really violently. It, it felt like fingers. It felt like a hand just whoosh across my back. So I jumped up and I was, oh my God, what was that? Nothing was there. The doors were open where I, of course, had closed them, didn't learn my lesson by then. And I got up 
And I looked out to see if there was someone there, if there was someone in the house. And from my point in the bedroom, if I looked out, I could see directly into the kitchen. Now it was completely dark, but I saw a silhouette of someone kind of against the window and my blood just froze. And, you know, if someone had seen me, I probably would have turned white just absolutely terrified, frozen still, just staring at this thing, looked like it was staring at me from the kitchen. And then I heard a thunderous crash. I got startled and looked away for a second, looked back, the silhouette image was gone. Um, Somehow was brave enough to go out into the living room. I probably turned all the lights on at this point. And then I found the source of the crash, which was the shower caddy from the bathroom had fallen off. Not too scary in itself when you hear a shower caddy fell off because that kind of happens all the time. But upon inspection, I realized, so there were hooks on the wall to hold the shower caddy up and the hooks were still there. So someone had to lift the shower caddy up and over the hooks and throw it to the floor. It wasn't in the tub. It was outside the tub. When I picked it up, it was completely bent in half. So, you know, a shower caddy falling to the ground, no big deal. One falling up and over hooks. The hooks are still on the wall and it's bent in half completely like a truck ran over it. And this was metal. It was metal. So I tried with all my might the next day to like pull it back to its original shape and I couldn't do it. So whatever was there, whatever force did that was really strong and something definitely did not want me there, right? This is a situation where like, you know, from the movie Beetlejuice, how do we get these people out of the house? You know, how do we scare them as much as possible? They didn't want me there. So I had been holding back on telling the landlord who just lived downstairs, it was this younger woman, you know, the things that had happened when it was just voices at night. But now I felt like, all right, that's it. I have to say something to her after this incident. So the next day I saw her taking out the garbage or something and I said hey you know so blah 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 and I kind of eased into it and explained to her what had been going on and then I told her what happened the night before and she looked like she started getting really upset and I said I'm sorry like I, I hope this isn't upsetting you I, I didn't mean to upset you I just I'm not sure what to do or if this has happened before or something and she said no 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 it's not that it's happened before you guys are the first ones who have lived here my father died up in the apartment about a month ago and then you guys just moved in so you're the first ones that have ever lived there he's lived up there for about 50 years so she told me he would smoke cigars and he you know was kind of a cranky person he didn't like younger people and whatnot so we kind of came to the conclusion it was him and he didn't want me there but that's my ghost story so this comes from Heidi she has a YouTube channel called all things exist and she says I was about nine years old when one night my mom was having a party and I couldn't sleep I snuck out the back door and grabbed a big new bouncy ball that I'd gotten that day. (laughs) Love that. Uh, I snuck down the alley around midnight until I was a block away from my house and I came out on the street to bounce my ball. We live next to a big mountain ridge in Montana. So I'm walking down the street bouncing my ball when I looked up and there's a large craft the size of the mountain itself. Wait, what? Just hanging there next to it. No sound, red lights around it. Like it was just sitting there for me to see. So I stared at it and I went to raise my arm to wave hello, but something was forcefully holding my arm down. It would not let me move my arm. As I stared at the craft, it just flipped and took off. What? No sound or movement from the trees, just gone. 
I knew the adults wouldn't believe me, so I told no one. I continued bouncing my ball down the street and eventually (laughs) went home. A few years later, in the exact same spot that I'd seen the craft, a statue of the Holy Mother Mary was built. They call it the Lady of the Rockies. She remains there today and reminds me that nothing is really separate. UFO, religion, a ghost holding my arm down, all in one experience. Apparently, we are all in this together. Boo. That's what she wrote. (laughs) Boo Boo. with an exclamation point. That's from Heidi. Okay. We've never gotten one where it's a UFO, a ghost, and all of that in one shot. I'm trying to think, did they put the Holy Mother Mary there because somebody else saw that big giant crafty thing? They're like, we need a big scary ass statue here to keep the... We need the mother of Jesus to keep everything away. (laughs) Tear off the crafts. Okay, so we got a we got a story from Jessica. She says my grandmother was my favorite person. She was a firecracker who almost always got her way. Aww. The type of person you could the type of person you consider family the moment you meet her. Aww. She died a oh she died a slow and painful death from pancreatic cancer, mm. which gave her a lot of time to think about and plan for her funeral. She made lots of crude jokes about what food to serve during Shiva and what her obituary would say, but she was very clear about wanting everything to be short and as light as possible. We share all of this with the rabbit after she passed. <laughs> the rabbit. I wrote it's, it's rabbi. <laughs> I don't know if I wrote rabbit or if the computer corrected it, it that way. Corrected it. Like maybe you misspelled rabbi. Yeah, but just keep going. Yeah. <laughs> so we share all of this with the rabbi after <laughs> she passed away. But when we got to the gravesite, he went on and on and on and on. Oh. Figures, right? Figures, Not yeah. what she wanted. Mm-hmm. There had been a heavy rain the night before and water had pulled up in the tent above her gravesite. As the rabbi was yammering away well past his agreed upon time frame, a gust of wind came out of nowhere and hit the tent right where the rabbi was standing and soaked him. Yes! That is awesome. It abruptly (laughs) ended the service because we all went from crying to laughing hysterically. What a great way to like lighten the mood. Go granny. Oh my gosh, yes. She goes, say what you want, but there was no reason for the water to hit the rabbi and spare everyone else. We all agree grandma was there to ensure she got what she wanted. Yes! Yes, grandma. Go grandma. (laughs) That is amazing. That's brilliant. Hey, you guys. Um, So I'm Cassandra and I'm from Cedar Hill, Texas. And I wanted to tell you guys a strange story that happened to me, my husband and my sister and her friend about six years ago. So this was around, I don't know, I can't do the math. It's 2012 when this happened. Okay. (laughs) So anyways, um, we were all in New Orleans hanging out. um, And on our way out, it was a Sunday and we were going to drive back home to Dallas. And so we decided to take like a detour to visit some of the plantation homes that are in the surrounding cities. So we were just driving along, having a good time or whatever. And um, so we started to come across all these plantation homes and um, we stopped by one of them. And it was a really beautiful home. It had like these giant oak trees in the front. It had the little slave quarters on the on the side. Um, and they had um, like this wrought iron gate in the front and it was locked. And you could tell that it was empty because, you know, the lights went on. The gate was locked. I don't know if it was a museum or a bed and breakfast. We're just standing at the wrought iron. We get out the car and we're just looking and it's just like, wow, it's, you know, history, blah, blah, blah. And we're just chit-chatting. And so all of a sudden, out of the corner of my eye, I saw something moving. So I looked over and I saw a little girl. And then I guess everyone else saw it, too, because um, we all just kind of just glanced over there. And she had like a little cute frilly dress and she had like blonde ringlet curls and it reminded me of Nellie from Little House on the Prairie I don't know if y'all remember that but she had like the ringlet curls and then she was on a little tricycle and I saw her patent leather shoes and I saw she had little ruffles on her on her socks and so 
Uh, we're like, what the hell? Because, I mean, first off, nobody's there. It's already dusk. The sun is setting. There's no cars. There's no lights in the house. Like, it's clearly empty. What is this young child doing out there, you know, by herself? And so I was like, well, maybe it's a neighbor kid. So I'm looking around, and then no one's saying anything, and we're all seeing this. And so finally my husband is like, do y'all see that little girl? And we're like, yes. And she's all the while, like, while we're looking at her, she's just riding on the tricycle or whatever, just in the front by the porch. And right when he said that she stopped (laughs) and slowly turned her head towards us and just stared and we got so freaked out like we didn't know what to do um we're like screaming and acting like lunatics and we run back in the car and we just like take off and to this day like we talk about it all the time because there was no logical reason why this child should be out there she looked to be around i don't know maybe like four or five maybe my husband he was like do y'all see that little girl and right when he said that like she literally just stopped in her tracks and just like looked at us i don't know what that means but it was scary as hell But anyways, love y'all show. Thank you. Bye. Okay, so we have another story from Lydia. She says, when I was really young, like three or five, three to five years old, I slept in a bed that was right against the wall. For ages, I would have the same exact dream that in the middle of the night while I was sleeping, a green alien would reach his arms through my wall. (laughs) Take me into this round metal room and lay me on an operating table. Dear Lord in heaven. (laughs) Three to five years old she's dreaming this that's all I remember of the dream but it would happen every night for like two years I got so scared that I would line my wall with pillows and stuffed animals oh for protection (laughs) protect herself yes now she says to be clear I never watched alien movies when I was young or heard similar stories that would have caused these dreams eventually they stopped and today I'm a totally normal person (laughs) and in parentheses for the most part aren't we all but it has always made me wonder yeah it makes me wonder too oh my gosh First of all, I love the kid genius there. Pillows and stuffed animals for protection. They're going to save me. No, they're not. You know, we keep hearing these stories about the kids having the the alien or the bunny rabbit. For two years. Rebecca, I have probing dreams every now and then. Do you really? I do. And they are so real. And I'm not going to go. Are they hot? They are not hot. (laughs) They are not hot. Hot. It's like, no. <laughs> I have them. Uh, okay, not all the time. I probably so have them like, like. Give us your last probing dream because I feel like you've opened up a can of worms here <laughs> that we absolutely need to dive into. And well, we might need to see a therapist afterwards. We pro- I probably do. No, it's literally just like, no. It's <laughs> happening and I can't make it stop. Oh, no. I literally have those dreams every now and then. And it's usually in context. Um, I really don't want to go into too much detail on this. And I really deep down you don't want me to either I promise but every time I wake up and I'm like yeah they came back (laughs) I got broke I'm kidding but only sort of like I do have those dreams and I always wonder when I wake up I'm like what the hell was that what do your aliens look like are they at least hot in my dream no it's just like I'm at the doctor's office or I'm on a date and it's all of a sudden it's like what why is this happening no no, <laughs> I can't believe I just admitted oh, I can't that. Believe you did either. That's one of those that you probably just should have taken right onto the right grave. to the grave. Yeah. I know. Nope. Yeah. Share it to the world. <laughs> Tell us. Do you have probing dreams too? <laughs> Haunted AF Podcast at gmail.com. Do you think the probing dreams mean something? Could it be that the aliens made you think it was a dream? It's entirely possible that I don't want to think about it. Yeah. Okay. Let's I don't want to know. Right. I don't want to go there either. Either way, it's probably something that I have blocked out in my memory. <laughs> oh, so let's geez. just not think. <laughs> about it anymore yeah oh, like, lord 
bring me a bag of Cheetos. I'm going to eat that and think about something else. Oh, man. All right, Haunted AFers, remember to subscribe, either iTunes, Spotify, whatever your favorite podcast platform is. Also, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Reddit, as well as our brand new website, hauntedaf.com. Ooh, it's so bright and shiny over there. Got to say thanks to our board op, Ziggy Becker. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and to Andrew Mamalaga <laughs> for our theme song. Also, a shout out to On Air Media for titles and technical support. And of course, we have to thank you for listening to Haunted AF. By the way, Julie, if I die first, I'm going to come back and haunt you. Oh, I'll come back and haunt you too, Rebecca. 